views and opinions expressed by Edwin are Edwin and Edwin's only, all right? Not of the sponsors, employers, baby mama, anybody he went to school with, anybody he owe money to. With that being said, enjoy the video. Boom, good. All right, what's up? What's going on, everyone? Edwin Begging here. Thanks for joining me on the Word on the Road podcast, your weekly technology care package uh, releasing episode uh, this Friday. It's, it is Friday. Okay, all right, when I'm releasing this episode, it's Friday. Uh, I wanted to do an episode before I hit the road this weekend, and uh, I wanted to, uh, I don't know, I just felt I felt I was in the mood to do an episode. And there's a lot of stuff going on in the news, uh, so I wanted to jump into that. So with that being said, guys, um, if you're new to the podcast, this is a weekly podcast I do uh, where I take three articles from the internet, usually technology-related, uh, that I find interesting, fascinating, uh, usually about technology, sometimes about aliens, sometimes about hackers, sometimes about Russia. I talk a lot about TikTok, but it's just my way of giving my opinion and analysis on technology and current events related to uh, to tech. Um, and, uh, and then I just send you on your way, more informed, more aware of the things going on on the interwebs. Man, I got that, I got that script down to the, to the T. I feel like I say the same thing every time I intro my podcast. But like for me, it's like a go way for things to like roll out. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it flows out the podcast, man. How's everybody doing, bro? Everybody doing good, man? It's Friday for me. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be working, but it just it's uh, we made it through the week. Uh, things have been good, man. I've been feeling good. I've been feeling extremely. Um, uh, I need to go to the barber. First of all, that's, all, that's been on my mind um all week i'm just like i look i look rough you know and it's it, i don't say that often about myself but sometimes you're just like damn bro call your barber and it's just like i don't want to get in the car but y y you know man i'm telling you working from home it it's weird i'm telling you it's a, it's a, it is a science but um i've been thinking about like my health too a lot and just like my workouts and so like um i've been neglecting my cardio and I, I don't like to talk about fitness on the podcast, but like I've been neglecting my cardio. And uh, so like right now, like to me, when I when I have to like um, like when I take a break from cardio, whether it's like a week or two, I literally it feels like I took three months off. And so trying to break my body back into it, I have to literally mentally like tell myself I'm going to run three miles on this treadmill. Whether I die on this treadmill today is up to God, but I will run three miles on this treadmill. And so it's a lot harder to do those three miles sometimes, but you got to break your body in, get it in an uncomfortable state, get it in an uncomfortable state and get comfortable in that uncomfortable state. And then it becomes a lot easier to do that. But you got to constantly put yourself in uncomfortable positions, um, at least with fitness. That's my model with working out. It's just it's like that. But like it's weird, man. When people talk of ask me like what my fitness goals are and stuff like that, bro, when you're 30 and you're not competing for anything, you're not trying to be on a you're not trying to be on a, a on a bodybuilding show. You're not trying to be an Instagram model. You're just simply trying to trying to just work out because it's the right thing to do uh, It's weird, man. Like I think my goal in the gym has always been like um, now, especially has been like how many calories do I burn and how much like you know vascular like explosion type shit you know what I mean like so I do a lot of deadlifts I do a lot of shit where it's like all right I'm exerting myself I am uh my aggression is getting out you know what I'm saying because I feel like uh, if you don't do that that's how people become serial killers and school shooters I'm just saying uh, you have to I, I, I don't know I feel like we're diving too much into this. Anyways, man, um, what else is going on in my world outside of that, man? Um, just my kids started school. My kids doing the whole online learning. Um, that's always cool. Um, the school, I was really fortunate that the school gave them iPads, um, which is dope. But um, I, I, feel like, I feel like a bad dad almost because, like, um, like we were going school shopping. And uh, I was like, why do you need paper, bro? Why do you need colored pencils? Why do you need a, a, a this and that, and a, like scissors and, and glue? Like, isn't there an app for that? 
And then, like, the reality of it was, like, no, bro, you, you need, you, your kid needs to be able to disconnect from, a, like, a machine and actually use his hands for one. So I was, like, yeah, man, this is, this is why, like, you shouldn't uh, raise kids alone. And you should always have someone remind you that, like, hey, this isn't a, a, a college class. Remember, they're just kids. But it's really gnarly because my, my son just hits me up. He's, like, yeah, Dad, I got a meeting at 9. I got a meeting at 11. And I got a meeting at 2. So it's, like, they're making them do, like, virtual meetings at school. So it's kind of gnarly in that sense of like, yeah, my kid's like this kindergartner who's uh, he's like literally living like a professional life. Like he's going to integrate into corporate America just easily. So it's really cool, man. I'm excited for him, man. And uh, I really hope a lot of this like quarantine stuff, you know, once it get, you know, once we find a vaccine or whatever, it gets better. But um, it's, it's just it's cool to see that, like, you know, I used to be so excited about technology as a kid. Um, like, you know, I always wanted to have a computer like in class and we never had that shit. And so for my son to have that benefit, like in the kindergarten, I'm just like, damn, bro, you're lucky, homie. Um, but that being said, guys, let's go ahead and jump right into the articles um, before the, my wife gets here and uh, and starts uh, making more noise in the background. Um, love you, babe. Um, but uh, sorry, where was I going with this? Um, what was I going to say? Okay, cool. Uh, so articles discussed on the podcast, guys, will be available in the description below if you're listening on YouTube. And if you're listening through like a podcasting app, it'll be in the description, guys. Um, with that being said, first article of the day is coming from the fine folks at TechCrunch, um, which is Instagram wasn't removing photos and direct messages from its servers after you deleted them, man. Now, you think you think you think when you delete people, you think when you block messages, when you put when you put those people in the past, you think those messages go away. They're no longer there. Well, it turns out that a security reset researcher found out that Instagram wasn't really doing that so um, it's crazy how he found this bounty um, so it's a security searcher uh, so to give you some background it's a security researcher um, that was awarded six thousand dollars for a bug bounty payout which is basically uh, Instagram gives money out to hackers when they find vulnerabilities within their software right so this guy was able to find one where if you did um, a complete download of your data which is a feature that Instagram has where you can actually go into your settings and download all your data in bulk and then you can actually see all your messages all the pictures you've sent etc it just downloads it in a raw form and so what he found out was that when you would download that data it would actually um, um, it show the messages um, that were deleted um, that were sent to you and uh, um, that were sent to you um, and that you sent back to that person that you deleted um, or was blocked so um, it's interesting but it's unfortunately it's true man you gotta understand that like um, Instagram and a lot of these social networks they're really big they're really, really big, and your data is replicated across multiple servers and multiple devices, etc. And so, um, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's not as easy as just deleting it and deletes it off their server. So it's weird that it's a security vulnerability, in my opinion. But at the same time, um, I think that Instagram obviously needs to do a better job of like omitting this information. Um, but at the end of the day, I think there's retention policies that they have to abide, abide by. Um, but this isn't the first time I've seen this before with, um, you know, the companies keeping data longer than they should, um, because at the end of the day, it's just your data spread out everywhere. I know Facebook, for example, you can delete your account, but it's never really deleted. They give you like seven days and then they delete it. But we all know they probably keep a record of that data. And so it's there for at least a year. Um, so it kind of tells that line of like, yo, who actually owns the data? So at the end of the day. Um, in my opinion, once you voluntarily give your data to these companies, um, I don't know, I feel like they're kind of the ones who have control of that data in that sense um, because they provided you the service and you provided them your data. So it's kind of hard to argue with that. But, um, 
yeah, I thought it was an interesting article. It's, it's just one of those things I tell people. It's like, bro, be mindful of what it is that you do online, what you post and what you do on your phone. Like I, I always tell my girl this. I'm like, show me your phone. I don't say it to her, but I'm saying, show me your phone and I'll show you who you are. Like if you show me what you're, what you're on your phone and we did a forensic analysis of it, I could tell you what kind of person you are, when you wake up, what you like to listen to, what gets you upset, et cetera, because your phone is a, is a, is basically a digital version of you it's an offloaded version of you and so um you know uh it's weird that these companies have that data and you want to be able to think that hey you could just delete it but at the end of the day they had it have it there you already gave it to them so cats out the bag homie anyways uh next article of the day guys coming from the fine folks at uh how do you say this website name man um wcctech.com this is a really interesting article man uh so android uh has now become the world's largest earthquake detection network in the world bro now this is a really interesting article because what it's talking about is what if we were able to access everyone's phone that has everyone who has an android what if we were able to access their phones access the sensors on their phone and be able to detect if there was an earthquake around right so google maps uses a, a very similar feature um um, with uh, with traffic, which is they're monitoring Android phones that are in traffic, and then they're able to they're able to update Google Maps to say, hey, traffic is moving slower through these areas. And the reason they're doing and they're, the reason they're able to do that is because they're monitoring these phones. Now that data is anonymous. Google can't see who that person is. So it's very um, it's not um, it's what we call uh, what kind of data is that? It's anonymous data. Um, but it allows Google to see what traffic patterns look like, and that data is used to let people around the area know, hey, there's traffic here, et cetera, expect delays. And that's kind of how that whole data thing works, right? But um, what Google's doing now is that they're creating seismic detection systems. So instead of having one giant sensor that sits somewhere that can detect earthquakes, Google's utilizing the, 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 the accelerometer feature of your phone. So your accelerometer is what basically on your phone when you flip it left or you flip it right it goes landscape to portrait there's a sensor in there that could detect when the phone is in that mode but if you utilize that sensor to see if the ground is shaking and Google can say hey we've detected multiple phones that the ground is shaking then they can say hey there's an earthquake nearby and they can alert people etc so it becomes basically saying it's basically creating one of the world's most advanced seismic detection systems like they said in this article uh, by simply just harnessing existing technology this is really awesome um, it, it reminds me um, it reminds me of uh, what do you call it of uh, what is it the Batman movie the Dark Knight where like he's able to create like this um where like the Dark Knight where he's like he's like in the like uh they hacked everyone's cell phones to create ultrasound so he could have like a radar system and he can see between walls he can listen to conversations anywhere using just straight up ultrasound passive reconnaissance this is what this seems like um obviously people have their their concerns about privacy but you got to remember that google's already doing this with just the way they get traffic data um this will be something that's anonymous data but they can detect if there's seismic activity but it's cool that like hey if we're walking around with these computers already why not put them more to use instead of just, you know, um, this TikTok video taking machine? We could use it for something else. So it's really cool to see Google do that. Um, and so definitely check out that article. It's from the fine folks at uh, WCCF Tech. I, bro, I can't, I can't say that website out. That's too, uh, 
that's too complicated for me. All right, guys, last article of the day is coming from the fine folks. How do I get TechCrunch in the same articles again today or in the same episode? All right, next article of the day is coming from the fine folks at TechCrunch again, which is Apple boots Fortnite from the App Store after Epic adds direct payments, bro. So uh, the Fortnite app, which, you know, is probably popular with most kids. My son loves that game. I don't know how to play it. Uh, I play Roblox a lot. Roblox is pretty dope. Um, but he plays Fortnite. And so um, one of the ways that uh, Apple was able to get, you know, their beak wet at the App Store, you know, they're able to make a little money, get their beak wet, is through in-app purchase fees, right? And Google charges 30%. And uh, I think off Apple charges um, a... 20%, 30%, one or two, 20%, 30%, right? And what that means is that anytime someone makes an app purchase within the Fortnite application, Apple gets the beak wet. They get 30% of that transaction. They get the beak wet on that, right? And that's how Apple makes money. And so Fortnite um, and Epic Games, is it Epic Games who makes that? I don't know. Epic Games, yeah. So Epic Games is kind of saying, hey, you know what? We don't like that. We don't like that. So what we're going to start doing is we're going to let people pay, uh, make payments directly through our website and completely eliminate app purchases through the app store altogether and apple said word that's what you want to do they pulled it right off the app store and that's basically what's going on is that uh, apple will be removing um, or is removing the fortnite application from the app store and i think google is also following suit with that um, but epic uh um, the comment from uh it says here in a statement from in a statement to TechCrunch, Apple confirms it removed Fortnite for taking an unfortunate step in violating App Store rules. Epic enabled a feature in its app, which was uh, not reviewed or approved by the App Store, uh, and did so with the express intent of violating App Store guidelines regarding in-app payments and uh, that apply to every developer who sells digital goods on the service platform, bro. Uh, so definitely check out the article. Um, this is this is this is one of those things where we call platform wars, um, and I think in Fortnite's situation. Apple creates a set of guidelines and they apply to everyone. They don't care who you are. They apply to everyone unless they're Apple. And, and the reason they do that is because Apple protects their ecosystem. They don't care how much money you make. They want to maintain the relationships that they have in the brand that is Apple. And so when Fortnite decided to make this, this modification, which... I get why they did it. That's a huge chunk of, of change to be taken off the top. Um, you know, Apple said no, and they pulled it. You know, and this applies to every developer out there. I know Netflix um, was uh, fighting Apple on this because Netflix wanted people to be able to subscribe to Netflix within the Apple app, so they can charge it right to their iTunes account. But if they do that, they can't offer Netflix at the rate that they offer, which is fifteen dollars. They have to offer at nineteen dollars because of the service fee, right? It's like when your homeboy says, "Hey." Can I borrow? Uh, can you? Uh, can I give you ten bucks? And you Venmo him. He's like, well, there's a fee to that if I want it in my account now. Apple wants that fee. You know what I'm saying? And Fortnite's saying, hey, that fee is getting higher and higher and higher. You know, how can we eliminate that? And this is kind of where um, they're at. And so, um, I think it's going to be one of those things where I, I see that, like, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think that now more than ever, this is why we need Bitcoin. This is why we need cryptocurrencies because the transaction fees for those applications are so low. And if these developers had the ability to kind of offer very low service and transaction fees, then these developers can make a lot more money. But um, at the end of the day, it's the cost of doing business when you play in Apple's little ecosystem. Um, and that's why I, I, I get why companies want to be as independent as possible. But at the end of the day, it's Apple's ecosystem. You know what I'm saying? So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Again, it's platform wars. It's And when it comes to platform wars, it always becomes as huge things. Um, 
Do I hear the cops outside? No, that was someone else. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's all I got to say about that, guys. Uh, I, I don't want to spend too much time on the episode. But um, with that being said, guys, I appreciate everyone listening to this episode. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Leave your questions and comments below. Um, I'll be back next week. Um, and I'll be putting out some more videos throughout the week as well. Uh, but with that being said, man, I hope everyone has a good weekend. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Call your mother. Tell her you love her. Tell her you're sorry for stealing her car and crashing it. My name is El Pagan. Y'all have been fun. Hey, have a great weekend, everyone. Take care and thanks for listening. Peace. Max, what are you doing? Watching my dad's channel. <laughs> you're watching your dad's YouTube channel? <laughs>